the Peace Index, there are five areas, zero to 100. It's a self-assessment, and we're going to take our snapshot during this podcast. A significant health event can certainly bring a significant decline in any of these indices. You better get it together. Get serious. Get up an extra hour and a half and have it ready to go. Do I continue to gut this out? And I could, and, and I would have still been successful. Or do I say, you know what? It's time for a change. Hey, Alan. Katie, how are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing well. I am. I'm very intrigued about our topic today, which is peace. And I would be curious in this moment in time, how's your peace? Oh, man. You Like no warm up this morning. No, let's jump right in. Just jump right in. How's my peace? Well... That's a good question because part of me wants to say my piece is really good. I just shipped both my kids, 12 and 14. I just shipped them both off to grandma's. So I have a really quiet house. So I, I'd say part of me is at peace and part of me is not. How's that for? It's a great insight and it's going to lead into a tool we're going to talk about today called the Peace Index, and we'll unpack it um, during our time. But Katie, to your point, there may be peace in some areas and maybe less peace in others. And, and that's what we want to unpack today because our listeners may be in a very similar situation than yours. Some things going well, some things maybe a bit of a struggle. Mm. But what if I want all the peace? What if I want all the peace everywhere? I think it's those are good goals, and this tool will hopefully give you, myself, and others insights into, okay, how can I improve my piece? Because who doesn't want more? Mm -hmm. I don't know. I That's a good point. So if you had to, if I turned the tables and I asked you, Alan, how's your piece? My answer would be very similar, not shipping kiddos off. But in some ways, getting some time to rest, we've talked often about that need to recharge and rest in those areas. But then when you talk about, we will talk about people, relationships in particular, aging parents whose health is declining rapidly, and you get to the holidays, and that can be a real struggle. And so much like you, Katie, some areas doing well, some areas a struggle. I would just like to clarify also that I do love my children. I'm curious if any of our listeners with a teenager and preteen or maybe younger kiddos, you know, can see me on that. Like, yeah, I love them, but also, you know, 36 hours without them is energizing. Well, and we talk about being real on this podcast. So, hey, we're, we're going to dive into all the areas and be transparent with our listeners. So let me let me make sure I'm on the right track here, Alan. So we're talking today about the Peace Index, which is a tool that you introduced me to, I think about a year ago, and it made a really big impact on a particular part of my life in that moment when you introduced it to me, because it made me think about my different areas of my life in just some unique and new ways. I haven't really revisited the Peace Index in a while, but I'm excited to do that today because I think it's a t the type of tool where 
every time it's not just a one and done every time i engage with the peace index i think there's something new to learn from it sometimes that's going to be a big revelation like the one i'll tell you i'll tell you about in a minute or maybe just some small re- revelations but in any event i think they all can kind of just contribute to a little more peace and so to kind of juxtapose me wanting all the peace okay maybe i can't get all the peace but perhaps I can get just a little bit more. And who doesn't want just a little bit more? It, it's so true. And I appreciate what you're saying, Katie, because today we're going to get into the real practicality of what that could look like. And using you and myself as real-time case studies of what are our struggles, what might be potential next steps. But to your other point, This is not about let's dramatically change all these areas that we're going to talk about in your life. We mentioned last time about disruption and how that disruption could certainly be big, significant changes in one's life. It could also be here is a small but very significant change disrupting my normal routine that I want to engage in. This tool to me really piggybacks onto that. And so today, again, we're going to get very specific and challenge each of you out there listening. What could be that tangible next step? And I say that in the singular versus steps. This is, again, we want you to gauge in something that's very practical that I can begin starting in the very near future. Yes, love it. So, Alan, what makes the most sense to kind of go Have you tell us about the Peace Index? I think so. Why don't I set the stage for the tool in overview, and then we're going to dive into each of the five components. And I should say up front, the Peace Index is a tool that was created by Giant Worldwide. It's a great organization. I'm a part of it, licensed to, to utilize the tools, and how do we fight for each other's highest possible good. And so this tool was created by them. You can certainly Google them, go to giant.tv for more information. This is one of 30, 40 tools. So I wanted to give our, my colleagues at Giant Worldwide a shout out there. Great people. When we talk about the Peace Index, this is a very simplified version for purposes of our conversation. If we ask 10 of, of our listeners and polled, what are some components that comprise your piece, we would probably have a variety of answers. And and that's a wonderful thing. What I'm going to do during our time today is focus on five key areas of the Peace Index and certainly encourage any and all of you to add to it if you feel so motivated. But there are five areas. And in each of the five outer circles, and think of this as a wheel, zero to 100. It's a self-assessment. It's a quick snapshot in time. And we're going to take our snapshot during this podcast. Zero to 100, zero, oh no, not at all. No peace, not doing well in these areas. 100, yes. I mean, full on peace or somewhere in between. So these five outer circles form that, that wheel. And at the center of this is the ultimate peace index. And so we add up all those five circles and average them, divide by five. And that'll give us an overall index. There is no magical number here, but as one can imagine, 
a 75 versus a 25, you will feel the difference in your piece. Mm. As Katie has mentioned so often, it's not about perfection, it's progress. This is not an, a tool to bring shame or guilt or condemnation if I discover my piece is very low. But rather, it's the self-awareness, and we talk about how it begins with awareness. And, and our hope today is that this will improve, increase, maybe reveal something that you did not know. Why? So that we can grow in peace, grow in health. Mm. Okay. Let's start with the five outer circles, and we will unpack them in more detail. So I'm going to start first with purpose. Purpose means not only my work, and as healthcare professionals, we have a variety of things that we do every day to serve our patients, to improve the health and well-being of, our, of the people we serve. Purpose is more than simply work. It may be my purpose in life, my purpose for my family things that I want to do and accomplish on my own time. So this can be a personal and professional, and I would encourage everyone to consider the personal and the professional in these different components. So an overall purpose to my life. We next go to place. Place is not only the physical place we live. Think of your community, your neighborhood, perhaps the city you live. It's the physical place or places you work. It could be places that bring you peace, places you enjoy visiting, a, an annual gathering place. So think of that in those physical terms, personal, professional. People is the next circle. So who are the key people in your life? Again, personal, professional, friends, family, colleagues, neighbors, how are you doing in, in that circle, zero to 100? The fourth one is financial. So do you have the resources you need to provide for your family, to provide for others? This could also be, do you have the resources you need at work to serve the patients you're charged in serving? Do you have the resources you need to do and want to do things outside of work? Perhaps it's that vacation. Perhaps it's wanting to buy that boat or whatever that might be, paying for your kids' education. Mm. And then lastly but not least is the personal health. And certainly if you've listened to any of our episodes, you've heard us talk often about personal health. This includes your physical health, your mental health, spiritual health, relational health, mental health. You can decide what goes in there, but this is your own health. How are you doing? Think about the oxygen mask analogy. Do you have your mask on? How's that tank doing? And so zero to 100 in each of these five is that quick snapshot and add them up, divide by five, you get your overall number. The last thing I'll say before we dive into each of these is that they are a wheel and so they are connected, meaning if I'm really low in my people index, it's going to influence others, not only the overall average of my piece, but they are interconnected. And we've talked often about whether I have health or unhealth, it ripples out. Though we're going to focus on these in isolation, they are connected. 
Okay. So, Alan, I was only um, a math major for one semester in college until um, I got to Calc 2, and I was like, yeah, this is, I got to do something else. But if I'm thinking correctly, so if I have excellent high piece in four of my areas, but that fifth area is pretty low, it's going to bring my overall piece down. Is that what you're saying? That's correct. Okay. And vice versa. If I bring piece up in one area, that's going to bring my overall piece up. Absolutely. And these numbers can shift and change over time. We, we'll talk later on about what might be some times to, to use this tool, but this is an ongoing process. If you think of that wheel that's continually moving and each of those are spokes connected to the center of peace, there are times different spokes might need some tune-up because that wheel may become a little more wobbly. It still works, but this is the interconnected nature and the check in each of the five. Okay. So is there one area that speaks? Like, is it possible to have one area that like speaks more to you? You know what I found, Katie, is that in different seasons, different piece indices may come more to the surface. What we are, as we talk about today, we will not give you a rank order of which ones should be the most important. They have equal importance, but different seasons, different ones have come more to the surface. Why? They needed some attention and care. And this can happen with, we've talked about transitions, changes, disruptions, different indices may come more to the surface in different seasons. So that being said, Katie, which of the five would you like us to dive into first? Well, the reason I asked you, is there one particular area that you can be more drawn to? It's because I do feel like I am very much drawn to the place. I did not realize this until you introduced me to this tool. But when you introduced me to this tool and I started thinking about what my scores are pretty high in every area except for place. And so I spent some time getting curious and trying to figure out what, why am I not feeling peace with my place? Well, I went back to my office and realized I had moved offices and I had been there for about six months and had not hung anything on the walls. I had everything sitting on the floor where I wanted it to get hung, but I just hadn't taken the time to do that. And that seems like such a simple thing. I mean, I'm super busy. I have a lot of things that I need to get done. Hanging pictures on a wall really wasn't one of them. But I stopped and I took the time to actually get those things hung up. And it was like I had this instant feeling of peace and I had no idea why. And I remember I probably came running to your office and I was like, oh, my gosh, I feel so much peace. Just by putting pictures on the wall, mind blown. So then I started reflecting back on some other times in my life where I hadn't felt peaceful. And again, moving homes. I had just recently moved at home and needed to hang some things on the wall or, you know, get that, you know, curtain finally hung instead of just having the paper one in the window. Again, these seem like small things, and I did not realize they were impacting my peace, but they were. It's great insight, Katie, and this speaks to the aesthetics around place. 
Place can be a specific geographical location. Place can also be the aesthetics within a particular place, a place you may visit often, your office, your home. So Katie, I'm curious, since you hung the pictures and put other things up that were on the ground, what's been the ongoing impact of that for you? Well, when I come into spaces like my office or places in my home that look, have that aesthetic of what speaks to me, it is a place of peace. And so then, I mean, that does sound cheesy here, but then I think about the other components of the peace index, like people. Like if I come home and things are organized and things are hung up on the wall and, and the aesthetic looks like how I want it. I'm a little bit more relaxed when I'm with my people, right? Or I think I can also look at physical health. When I think about my physical health, if I've exercised or if I'm drinking enough water, doing the things that I know bring me peace, I have more peace with my people or my purpose and those other things. Katie illustrates the interconnected nature of these five indices. Katie also has demonstrated in a really powerful way the importance of knowing oneself, to lead oneself, to lead others. And as you're hearing Katie talk, it's not only energizing her and helping her, what's the rippling out effect? She's better able to serve her patients, the students. She teaches her family. You see the impact, and it does create momentum into the other areas. And Katie mentioned the physical side of it. And, and let me just transition into the physical and I'm going to use myself here as an example. And so for me, and I've had this tool for several years. And so at times, as I mentioned earlier, different indices will come to the top. But one of the things that I noticed probably this time last year was that my physical score in the Peace Index was slowly declining. It wasn't a dramatic drop. Let me be clear here, that can happen. If you listen to Katie's story from a couple episodes ago, and I've not asked Katie this specific question, but a significant health event can certainly bring a significant decline in any of these indices, in this case, physical health. That was not my story. Mine was more of the gradual decline over time. And let me be even more specific because spe specificity is very important. I never met a pastry I did not like. And I should say, I never met pastries, plural, I did not like. And so that's been a theme for many years. If you bring me fresh bread, as Katie has before, hint, hint, then I will basically go to town. Why do I say all that? Well, I was noticing that the pastries in particular, the, those sweets of sorts, were beginning to not only become a habit, they were beginning to become a craving. And this could be the middle of the afternoon. This isn't, okay, that's my dessert for the day. Why did I begin to notice this? Well, I wondered, why am I having these very dull headaches often? Not migraines but just a dull kind of aching and not having a lot of this energy. And, you know, I exercise, I do a lot of those other things. And it really began to hit me as I was talking with my wife, Laurie, 
of, oh my goodness, both of us are like, get out of my way. If that's the last cookie, someone's going to get hurt. And so then as I reflected and saw that peace index was slowly declining, then I have a choice. We all have choices. I could ignore it. I'm fine. I'll just keep doing what I'm doing. Sure, I could do it. That would be easier. Or I could say, what is my tangible next step? And for me, it was, I've got to reduce the amount of sugar. I've not eliminated it, but I am reducing it. What's been the effect for me? Those headaches have largely gone away. My energy is better. That seemed like one particular, maybe insignificant step. It has rippled out into other areas, as Katie alluded to. As I have more energy, guess what that also brings? I have more energy in connecting and serving people and my patients, all of these kind of things. And so for me, it was the physical. That was a new one for me. I've used some of the other indices, the circles on the outside more in the past, but different season, different index. Katie, any thoughts as you're hearing me before we dive into our next one? Well, I'm super distracted by the pastries because as the dietitian, I have so many questions and I'm glad I was really worried that you were going to, you're going to tell me you just completely cut them out and, you know, all food fits. But okay, again, we still need to do an episode on nutrition at some point, but I really appreciate, there were a couple of things that I heard, Alan, and one of them was that you, it sounds like. I was going to use the word invited Lori into this, your wife. Maybe she invited herself. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm curious what that looks like to bring other people into thinking about the peace index. Yeah, it, it's a great example. It goes back to something we say often of never travel alone. And that doesn't necessarily mean family members, but having someone else uh, as a part. What did that look like practically for us? So Laurie had gone down this road before, so I'll give her credit in addressing this before myself. The challenge was, is that the temptation was still in the house because I was still eating those things. Laurie's is really trying to be very intentional in eliminating that sugar for the most part. And here I am going to town on all sorts of good stuff. It makes it more difficult. Not impossible, but difficult. When I committed to doing this, then we got rid of almost all of this temptation from our house. Mm -hmm. In that, it did help. Still hard. I'm still craving it. And oh boy, when I see it somewhere, yeah, I love that stuff and I always will. It helped. It also has helped us because we will say, okay, we know we're going to a Christmas party. We know there will be dessert and we're giving ourselves permission. This isn't guilt. This isn't, I can never eat another pastry again, as Katie mentioned, but it is the recognition of, I don't get to do this every single time. And so we've had to plan. We've had to think about this in intentionality. I'm not going to turn down, you know, my mom's banana bread or, you know, my in-laws pumpkin pie. I'm not going to do that, but I'm going to make sure that I'm not loading up the days leading up to these celebrations. And so it is a mindset and 
when you can involve others in this, and Katie, you know this from running, it really does help. Thanks for talking about that. Because again, like I said, I was curious how other, you know, how you've involved other people in this, you know, thinking about myself and the place or other things, you know, I can't have, I live in a home with three other people. I can't do, I can't have my place look like how I want it to look without their help. Now, there is no, <laughs> there's no telling what will happen. There are many things I can stack on the stairs, hoping, just hoping against hope that someone will take those things up the stairs, but I will <laughs> digress. So Alan, I'm curious because I feel like this conversation is, at least for me, been very much things a little bit more in my personal life. Like, yes, we talked about my office having pictures hung up, but I'm curious what this might look like for folks in the workplace. So whether you're working in a hospital or if you're in a private practice, can we explore that just a little bit? Yeah. And let, let's tackle the physical. Let's stay in that space. How many of us as healthcare professionals get to eat healthy at work or get to eat at all? I will speak in, into my profession and how that can be a rarity to actually eat. And I'm not saying eat healthy. Wait, to actually eat like your work day? Uh-huh. Yeah. It's not uncommon. Do you know, Alan, that the brain runs on carbohydrate? Yeah. I'm sure we're on the same page here. You're right. I mean, you think about the intensity that you have to use your mind and all the other things that are a part of this, working 8, 10, 12-hour shifts, depending on the specific location. Some have lunch time built in. But there were times when I was the only pharmacist and people will come in during lunch. Mm -hmm. It's on their lunch break. And so you just kept working. And this is why this can be so difficult for healthcare professionals. Can we find the time to actually take care of ourselves? Or this would also happen to me. Maybe I did eat lunch, but, you know, I've worked that 10-hour shift. I come home. I'm so hungry. It's like, get out of my way. And I grab the first thing I can find, which often was not the healthiest option. And this can become the routine. And it's understandable. Do I want to come home, take the time to fix something healthy, or it's easier for me just to stop by, get something through the drive-thru on my way home? This is why this is so hard for all of us living these very busy lives. So much is asked of us, right, to serve others. And so this is another, for me, indication on my own health that, ooh, is this a sustainable not only pace, but is this a sustainable plan moving forward? It was also that warning light for me. For me, it was the sugar, but I could give you other examples in the health. This is not going to lead me down that path I want for that sustainability and going the distance. Man, and you're bringing it back to food again. Man, you're just setting me up for all these great ideas of things that we need to talk about. But I'm curious. With thinking about physical health, again, this seems like something that we're not going to just one and done it, that we need to check back in and see how things are going. We maybe even, you know, like, what do we do if, let's say it is a physical and we say, 
okay, yeah, I know I'm not at peace with my physical health. There may not be a quick and easy solution for that. No, there often isn't because we live in reality. And the reality may be I have to get up very early, get the kiddos off to school or to grandma's house. I work all day, on my feet all day, come home. I have things, responsibilities. That doesn't necessarily change. So what do I do? And, and this is where this becomes so difficult. And, and what I would say is, can you find those moments? Yeah, I, I can't, you know, I can't spend an hour in the morning exercising. Okay. And, and that's legitimate. Can I find 10 minutes during work? Katie, you gave me a great example of, I'm just going to go walk around the building. Yep. Now, as a pharmacist, I didn't always have that opportunity, but are there some things that I could do? throughout my day. I will give you one example. You know, many years ago, we won't give the, the years. Yes, Katie, we had electricity. When I first started as a pharmacist, I did not have good shoes. And you may be like, okay, what's the deal? You're at work. I was on my feet 10 hours a day. Yeah. Think about that. And I, you know, I didn't think about it. I'm like, I'm in my mid twenties, you know, I'm healthy. Right. And you know, it, it's, it's funny. It's not even like sleep wrong and you're like down for, you know. Oh, wake up and go, I hurt myself just waking up. But I didn't even think about shoes until six months in. My feet ache so much when I come home at night. The last thing I can think about doing is going outside with any activity. You know what? Let me buy some better shoes. It helped. So these steps may seem like not a big deal, but if I can make some of those incremental steps, add those up over time, maybe I don't eat donuts in the morning. I was good at that for many years. I get health, you know, I wear healthier shoes or, you know, I listen to something constructive on my drive. I mean, different things can help us in our areas. And it's a great point you made, Katie, because Again, we are not saying if you're not exercising or eating well, you better get it together. What's your problem? Get serious. Get up an extra hour and a half in the morning. You know, fix all that food and have it ready to go. That may be your next steps. But if that's our expectation, I can tell you right now for me, I'm done. Like, I can't do that. So what, what's my tendency? I'm not going to do anything. Oh, okay. Well, I think that was an important point to make because as the Enneagram One perfectionist, you know, I'm going to be seeking a hundred. Like I'm, I'm not going to, I'm, I'm going to not rest. I'm going to make sure that physical health is good, that place is good until I get a hundred, which doesn't sound very peaceful, right? So what about, can we shift gears a little bit within the peace index? Because something that we talked about last week is really just kind of poking at me for thinking about purpose. Okay. So when we think about purpose, and last week we talked about disruptions, and you shared a great example of what I would see as your purpose and making that career shift that you told us about and how that disruption led to that. I'm curious if you would also see that as an example of a time where you really kind of dug in and evaluated your purpose in your work and how, what that looked like for Peace Index. Yeah. Absolutely, Katie. 
And it was for me, again, a slow decline over time with purpose. Great job, great people. It, it was not a dramatic shift like some of us may have. A new boss, you know, being fired. I have experienced that as well. When I got fired with no notice, that was a significant drop in many of these areas. But the example Katie is mentioning that, that I talked about last time was this gradual decline. And what I mean by that is the things that used to energize me and give me this real purpose didn't seem to have the quite, quite the same impact or desire that it once did. And it wasn't that it changed, it was me that was changing. Mm. And I think this is an important thing for us to examine. Is it the work itself that's changing? Could be, you could get reassigned to something. Oh, I do not want to do data entry. Okay. Or, or is it me that's changing? The job, everything is still there. It just doesn't have the same level of purpose and meaning for me that it once did. Mm. And for me, it was a gradual. This wasn't overnight. It was over a period of time, probably a couple years, I would say, maybe a little bit more. And it was a consistent, slow decline. And then you're faced with the reality. Okay, this purpose maybe was 90. Now it's down to 50, 55. And it's continuing that trend. I, I, I'm a science guy. I love trends. I look at data. This isn't just related to data, but certainly as I looked at my own data and being aware, I noticed this trend. Again, faced with a choice. I can continue doing this. It's still really good. Maybe it stops at 50, but given the trend, it's probably going to continue. Do I continue to gut this out? And I could, and, and I would have still been successful. Or do I say, you know what? It's time for a change. That is something for each person to determine. Again, the peace index does not say if your number falls below a certain point, you should do something dramatic. No, it's not saying that. That is the choice I made. That does not mean that is the choice that others should make. But yes, Katie, that was the indicator, and it was affecting my other areas. Again, the circle, the wheel, it was impacting those other indices. And so for me, it was, it's time to make that change. Okay. Katie, you mentioned that since our last conversation on disruptions, it's kind of poked at you. I'm curious if you want to elaborate on that. It's funny because I, as I was kind of mentally preparing for this episode, I thought, oh, what am I going to say if Alan asks me about disruption? And since last week's episode, I haven't necessarily made any progress towards disruption. However, hear me out. As we've talked through the Peace Index, I do think I am planning a disruption for my purpose. Okay, so I guess we could say... I'm softening to the idea of a disruption in my purpose and what that might look like. So does that count, Alan, as progress? Being open to thinking about disruption? It, it does. It, I mean, it starts with the awareness. 
And then the recognition of, so now what? We talk about things that are highly important and highly urgent. As I'm hearing you, Katie, this could be a high importance, low urgency, meaning it's very important to me, but I don't necessarily have to do it in this moment. I'm going to have a plan for it so that I'm going to institute, initiate a change six months from now. I'm going to examine this after the first of the year. This is still really important. This does not mean I have to do it in this instant. And I would say knee-jerk reactions, and I'm good at them, based on emotion, spur of the moment, can be very dangerous in what we are talking about. The challenge in planning is, and this is what I would say to any of us, put a date on that plan. The date may change. Okay, okay. If we say, you know, I'm going to address that, I'm going to really work on my health at some point in the near future. Do you see the ambiguity around that, the generality of that? That's easy for me to just continue to move the goalpost. Mm -hmm. It's another thing if I say, you know, come May 1st, I'm going to begin working on this manuscript. It is a definite time. So for me, that puts a little more meat on the bones because there's a level of accountability for me. And then certainly if I share that with others, it, it's an added level. Mm, oh, that's so good. And it's so, such a great example, Alan. Like, I know this. Like, I'm a registered dietitian. I'm a coach. Like, I know how to set goals with people. And you've got to be specific. And they have to have time. But for some reason, I guess I didn't think that applied to me. I don't know. It's just great to, again, a great example of having someone else alongside you to kind of point that out because I threw it out there that I was thinking about a disruption. But if I have to then sit down, which I'm going to do, I mean, I just wrote that down, put a date on the plan. If I'm going to put a date on, okay, here's when I need to actually have decided what that disruption is going to be, two things happen for me. And I don't know if this speaks to you at all, but number one, it means I don't have to have it decided and figured out right now. And so I think this applies to pretty much any area of the peace index. Yeah. I don't have to have decided right this second what my physical health plan is. I don't have to decide what my plan for my space is. But if I don't let myself off the hook by saying, like you said, sometime in the future, then that does give me a time to be really thinking about that. So for, that feels really comfortable to me. So I'll be curious if that speaks to anyone else where it's just like, you know what? No. Okay. I know I'm going to tackle that. I just don't have to do it right this time. It's great insight. And I, my hope is that our podcast, whether it's this episode or others, helps bring liberation to those of you listening and to Katie's point, I may not have the margin to do that right now. I'm listening. I'm on my way to work. Uh, I have had a crazy day. I'm getting ready for the holidays, whatever. This podcast is not meant to put pressure on you or to put guilt of why don't you have this figured out by the time you get home? No, this is about providing liberation. Okay, how can I grow? And today we're talking about how can I gain more peace, more health, but yeah, it may not be right now. It may be two, three weeks from now. 
three months from now, whatever. But there is a definitive time that I put on it because I can fill up my space with all sorts of things if I'm not careful. This is what Katie's talked about often, intentional versus accidental. Mm, so good. Well, Katie, let's dive into the people index next. So the people index are the people in your life. You define colleagues at work, friends, family, neighbors. Again, you define, but we've talked so often and we'll continue to talk on our, our podcast about the importance of relational connectivity. And so when I think about the people index, this is not saying these are all my best friends, but there is, we are focusing on relational connectivity. And so how am I doing in those relationships? I will give a, a real quick example. And then Katie, I'd, I'd love to hear thoughts you have. For me, this one has taken a more dramatic change after moves. Mm. And when I say moves, when we left Oklahoma and, and moved to Colorado several years ago, we went from having lots of community here. We're, we're both spent most of our life in Oklahoma to moving to another state, another community where we knew no one. Mm. So whereas my physical health was a slow decline in my peace index, this one was a dramatic almost overnight because one day we're here, we close our house, we load up the moving van and we move to a community where we don't know anyone. So that for me was a very significant dramatic shift but let me give another example. This could be a gradual decline. This could be, I have that one relationship that's really difficult. This may be that coworker who is a challenge, who is kind of that burr in the saddle, that person that it's just really hard maybe to engage in, or they may take a lot of your time and demands. That patient we have, and I talked about that before with Jim as my patient many years ago. So this doesn't have to be everyone in my people circle. It might be one person, but that one person can have an effect. And so for me, it is identifying, first off, in, in the broader sense, how are my key relationships? Then are there any in specific individuals that, ooh, I either haven't reached out to that person, our last conversation was strained, I'm really trying to ignore him or her. This can be also helpful when we examine that people index. So, Katie, any thoughts about this? The thought, if you want me to be completely honest, the thought that keeps swirling in my head, as soon as you said, let's talk about people, I went, oh, this would likely be the hardest area for me to do something if I needed to do something about peace in this area because people are hard people are messy don't hurt anyone's feelings I'm a nurturer if something is going on that's disrupting my peace with people it's gonna have to be a gaping bleeding wound probably <laughs> before I get up the courage to do something about it. And so I think for me, what this might look like is this is a time where I say, I'm at least gonna explore and identify and try to name what is preventing me from having peace in this area. 
that would really be probably my first step is just naming it and identifying it would be huge for me. Yeah. Um, and it's so important to recognize, as you mentioned, Katie, the amount of effort and energy all these things we're talking about can take. Very similar to Katie, I'm a creative connector, but that's a very relational voice combination. And I like to keep the peace. I may also a very strong type nine on the Enneagram. So I'm about, you know, really in blending in with other voices, making sure there's harmony, all of that. And so for me in this one, this would require some really hard conversations. I don't like that space. It takes yeah. a lot of effort. So my tendency is to go, well, okay, that's that piece. Let's move on. It's not so bad. This is, for some of us, this may be difficult. For others out there, you might be like, I have that conversation. It's no problem. Same tool, perhaps different application. Yeah. Yeah. And those are the people I want to hire. Yeah. <laughs> so, Alan, as we're kind of getting to this, to the end of this episode, what's the, have we talked about all of the areas or is there one we left off? There's one more. Okay. And it's financial. No, maybe that is subtle. Ugh, you should see the look on both our faces as we, we talk about that. Sorry, we only left a few seconds. Well, it, it's because it's no big deal. Let's just move on. No. So this is not only, as I mentioned earlier, like the resources I need to provide for my family. And we all know that. That's very important. But it could also be, do I have the resources in my clinic, in my healthcare facility, the hospital, the pharmacy to do uh, the work I need to do? This isn't simply, you know, the financial resources, although that's important. Do I have the resources of time? as well. And so this becomes very difficult, especially in our day and time where resources are scarce. Time is scarce. It's hard to have the resources to do things that I want to do outside of work or things that come up that my family needs. So the financial is very important. We could spend lots of time here. That will probably be another episode, but the recognition of the financial does impact all. And I know that's stating the obvious. So Katie, any thoughts about the financial? Yeah, I think probably why I subconsciously just pushed financial, almost even forgot about it, is because to me, even more so than people, the, this one might feel like possibly the hardest one to do something about. Does that make sense? Yes. You know, because it's like, I'm not going to just be able to suddenly wave my wand and find more time. I personally am not going to be able to go out and double my income or get all the things I feel like I need and want. I work in a system where sometimes just getting an extra roll of paper towels is like really hard. <laughs> mm -hmm. So I think that's a challenge. It, it is in the peace index unfortunately, does not offer us a magical formula. As Katie said, there are a lot of forces in this one beyond our control. So then if you're listening, you might say, well, then why are we even talking about why would this even be of help for me? This is what I would say is ask. Mm, okay. Ask. 
for those resources. You may have and been rejected. Okay. But I have found in my own life that there are times I made the assumption I would never get X. Mm. Who am I to ask for Y? And when I did, there were times, not all the time, certainly, there were times I actually got what I wanted or I got something which helped. And so that's my encouragement to, to all of our listeners is do that self-examination. Have you asked? And, it, and if so, okay, how did that go? And then for me, as one who has lots of ideas, I've had to learn, tie the ask to something very tangible, data-driven, or how will this help serve my patients best? How will this benefit my company, my organization? And so um, those would be some things I would encourage all of us to examine if you've not. Alan, that is such a great, just tangible next step that I hadn't thought about before. So thank you for that. And I think it's a great way. I feel like this episode has really given me a lot of things to really think about. You've kind of turned it upside down for me because I came into like, oh yeah, I got the peace index. I got this down. I've, I, I, you know, I know what I'm doing, but yet you've managed, this conversation has managed to challenge me. So, so thank you for that. Yeah, you're welcome. I, I know that was a lot out of the fire hydrant, so we're going to wrap that up. But um, I want to encourage all of you to first simply have that self-examination where you have some time to, to reflect and to think and, and not in a judgment-condemning way. We've talked about self-contempt and that guilt. I want to encourage you when that comes up to simply put it aside, but to celebrate where you're doing well and then what might be an area of, of attention and what could be that, that tangible next step. Share that with someone else and see what happens. Awesome. Well, thanks, Alan. Always great to see you, and I'll see you next week. Sounds good, Katie.